0: Hey, where's Brian?
1: <laughs> we hey, have dispatched him. Brian has been sent to the gates of hell. <laughs> no, just Canada.
0: Also known as Canadian Land.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Land.
0: <laughs> well, hey, how's it going, Jason? We could start yeah. the party without him.
1: <laughs> well, of course we are. He's been banished. He's gone. <laughs> banished. He has been So, you'll notice some things are a little bit different behind me. Ooh. I'm officially in Studio 2.0. Six months in the making. Um, The only thing we got to do, tweak some final camera work and um, also uh, put in the new lighting. Uh, I'm kind of working with some temporary camera lighting setup uh, to get me through uh, tonight and tomorrow because I've got two games I got to run tomorrow.
0: Um, It's really giving that dungeon vibe right now. Oh yeah, it's a little (laughs) darker
1: than I'd like it to be, so I'm very (laughs) eager to see what Ray is going to do with the lighting uh, when he shows up Saturday to do the final production work of the studio, but when it's all said and done on Saturday we're going to do some studio testing on Saturday um, as well as kind of uh, yeah, I know, right, with the dark background Um, and then we're going to put out a video of the entire studio for everyone to kind of Get a video tour of it, and it is—it's it, hard to believe it's actually here. It's hard to yeah, believe.
0: Is there going to be a tour?
1: Oh yeah, there'll be a tour for um, all
0: the world to see.
1: Yeah, there'll definitely be a tour video. that will go out, and then hopefully, when one of our shows—you know—if uh, we have a few moments, I'll have a—I'll have a pan cam set up for us to, you know, be able to see everything. But uh, I got the giant game wall over there. This is. A lot larger than it actually looks. It's huge. Uh, There's going to be floating shelves on the walls. I've got one installed now. The 3D printer room or the 3D printer table and terrain table and build shop is back there. I have a seven person table now. So, yeah, the DM and six players are at the table. Um,
0: Is there an eject button?
1: I know, right? And the funny thing is the table is designed like the Millennium Falcon, it looks just like it. It's just missing the cockpit.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> it's just missing the cockpit. It's missing it it a is wiki.
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> it is awesome. So what have you been up to, Bear?
0: Oh, up to no good. I'm just enjoying the sunlight that spring has to offer.
1: I um, know we have real weather. We spring has sprung in I Southern know. California.
0: I mean, what happened to the clouds, you know?
1: What I don't know. What's a cloud, bro? <laughs> Bra.
0: Bra. And I am pretty excited about this weekend coming up. Uh not only is it Easter Sunday, but also.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll let you handle that part. Because I because I, 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 I know you're gonna get emotional about it. So
0: uh, oh hey Starry, welcome to the show. Um well this Saturday for all y'all that Aren't uh, well acquainted with the show? Uh, my campaign, the Greenlands camp, the Grain Lands, uh, will have its finale this Sunday. Yep. And guess what? We all got to reach level twenty. Yep. I'm an arch druid. <laughs> I am practically a god now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's healing. Wow. We'll, we'll send over some of that sunlight over to you, Starry. <laughs> yeah,
1: Southern California officially sprung their summer. Uh, you know, you wake up in the morning, it's 55 degrees. By 2 o'clock, it's 74 degrees. And then by evening, it's 55 degrees again. We're in our spring season. So it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, Three Miles. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it a bit, but, you know... Um, one of the it's things we're thinking of doing is, yeah, <laughs> Barry had a great idea. Um, in fact, maybe I should turn on our tags. I forgot I'm not running a... Uh... There we go. Um, Barry had a great idea um, in regards to uh, doing a after-game interview with her in one of our episodes of RPG & Co. and Lovely Chaotic to talk about that. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny story where we live. You just assume it's going to happen. Therefore, you live with it. What I don't understand is how folks can live in hurricane and tornado alleys, man. It's because you know it's going to happen every season. No matter what, every year you're going to get either a hurricane or you get a NATO. And I'm just like, I I just don't. I can't do it. I can't live. I can't live in a basement. Well, I guess I could. I just play D&D all night. There
0: you go. (laughs) Oh,
1: you're in the Northwest. You're You're good. (laughs) You're good. You just got to get through those those uh, May Grays up in the Northwest.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's what's happening this weekend for me. So Yeah, um,
1: you want to talk
0: to our folks about what we're going to do today? Well, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic. This is a very special episode where we're going to be talked about. I don't know if you all heard about the new D&D movie that's out
1: d movie, <gasps> what is that?
0: d d 5E forever. Uh, <laughs> hashtag the Druid is OP, Owlbear for life. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking today about the movie because Jason and I have done our due gil- diligence and have uh, done our homework watching the movie just for you guys.
1: Oh yeah, it was horrible homework. Couldn't believe it.
0: It was terrible.
1: <laughs> all the popcorn, all the candy, you know. All the dead side screens, that's what I got. All the stuffs.
0: What's DD? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> we're about to educate you. <laughs> uh we're gonna try and keep it spoiler-free. I mean, there are gonna be some cool um, you know, references to some hidden DD characters that have been stuck into the movie. So, we're going to be taking a deep dive today and chat. Feel free to join and chime in on all the fun and exciting moments that you have seen the movie. And, yeah. So, first off, Jason, what did you think of the movie?
1: Well, before we go there, I got to find something. Because I don't think she was a barbarian. I think she was a fighter. Uh, number one, she never ah. raged. She never raged. Um... Although her fighting style made you think she was raging, so there might be some truth to that. But in my D and D Beyond, which I don't want to look for now, uh, are the character sheets for the. um, uh, No, actually, she does. There's a character sheet for Holga uh, in the content. Yeah, there's there's a character sheet for all of them that was released as part of the promo uh, for the movie. It's somewhere in uh, I. It should be on her character sheet. I thought she was listed as a fighter when I last looked at it. But,
0: I thought you know. she was a barbarian. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I don't think Harry armpits allow you to be... One. I don't think Harry armpits automatically assume you're a barbarian.
0: Oh, oh, I mean, obviously, maybe she had to braid them. I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Overall, I love the movie. Um, I, um, I really enjoyed the fact that I... I, 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 clearly, I'm a generational player. You can tell by the white hair and the, you know. The really? You
0: can of, tell. Yeah, she said just back in my day, we didn't get right. DD movies.
1: We used crayons. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, so after 40 plus years of waiting for at least a very entertaining uh, movie in regards to one of my most favorite games in the world, hits the mark, definitely hits the mark for me. Um, and I will concede to Brian's concern about it being Marvel-esque. It was a little Marvel-esque at the end, and that was fine. And yes, you are correct. She was a complete fucking badass. I loved she her She dominated. Character. Yeah. I loved her character.
0: A humanoid without class? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> so... So we may circle back to that because I think that's in your notes, right? Bear, did you put something about the 2000 movie in the notes? I don't remember. We will
0: definitely circle back on that because yeah, I, I because, definitely want to pick your brain about that. Because yeah. I haven't seen that movie.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um Well, if she has Reckless, then she was a barbarian. I don't know why her character sheet is blank. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Maybe ooh, maybe one D D is getting rid of Rage. That maybe would be she
0: it. multi-classed and just or, didn't
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Michelle Rodriguez, by the way. I think she's amazing. She was awesome. So here's the thing about the movie, and then I want to get your opinion next, Bear.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's entertaining. Um they did a lot of live action, which means the you're not overwhelmed, overwhelmed with a lot of you know unnecessary CGI. The lore is pretty solid. A few gaps, but not that it matters. Um, I think they represented all the generations quite well. Um, And I think if you had a family of various ages and interests, you could go see this movie and have a great time. I -hmm. really do. Um, And that's saying a lot considering, you know, a family of four going to the movies is going to run you about a hundred bucks. So, you know, it, 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 I don't. I don't, you know, offer that up lightly because, you know, me, Callista, Brandon, and Chesre all went and saw the movie together, oh, and we had a fun. we had an absolute blast. Um, one of um, Callista, did you get friends, the D twenty? Yeah, one of our players bought one for us because they all sold out. So here's the uh, D twenty uh. Um, popcorn bucket that they were selling. Um, somehow it opens. I don't know entirely. Oh, there it goes. So you know the the D twenty popcorn bucket, was lots of fun.
0: I'm glad you guys got to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you know it was a lot of fun. I like like we agreed we're we're gonna try really hard not to give too many spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this much: the way that they handled the storyline, uh, the different generational actors. You know, you had young, uh, mid tier generational actors with Chris Pine, and then obviously you had. Um, uh, uh oh god what's his name from Notting Hill. Um Notting Hill. Yeah the actor who played the bad guy kind of the um Yeah
0: I forget his name too. I always I, forget even his list name. Him, I listed him as Bleh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I know. Hugh
1: Grant. Thanks, Mal. Thanks Mal. Go. Yeah, Hugh Grant. I mean he's been, you know, I'm not used to him uh being in, in kind of mainstream pop culture, so Yeah, I know. All the, like, I don't. I honestly think they didn't run enough of the different like, um, uh, all the really cool uh, things. You, like there was a tankard you could get. There was the the D twenty. There was a map you could get mm-hmm. of Forgotten Realms. A map? Um, yeah, there was a map. So depending on which theater you went to, there was either plenty of supply or they sold out in like an hour. Like people literally just you know and you could only buy you know one of each item per ticket holder so it wasn't like what a ticket holder was going well, in and buying 20 buckets so yeah no there way was there ch- was
0: a chunky dragon
1: yeah there was but i'm still i'm still not sure uh which I haven't seen were that doing one. That one. yeah i didn't see that one either what? so yeah, it was pretty cool so what did you think of the movie bear bear
0: i loved it i enjoyed it i feel like the movie is great for all audiences, whether you're not familiar with D&D or not. And I think it it had, like... I feel like it was, like, the love child of Lord of the Rings and Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit. Because mm. it had the the vistas and the kind of storyline of Lord of the Rings. And then, like, it had the pacing and kind of, like, light-hardness, like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it was enough to where, like... You know, there's always something happening at each turn, and there wasn't really any dull moments in the movie.
1: I know that that I'm, I'm kind of jealous about that story. And yes, there was a lot of Jeff Easley artwork there too. Um, and for first-generational and second-generational players, they'll know who Jeff Easley is. Um, a very prolific artist of the kind of like uh, D&D first edition and second edition days. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the I, I, this is so hard because I don't want to do spoilers, but there is a really cool scene at the end of the movie that was obviously an homage to the Hulk. And I just thought it was great, um, uh, you know, with the with the Bear at the end and, and the main bad guy. Um, the other thing I like is, you know, they turned the idea of the of the bad guy very differently yeah, you know that was they, they did that really well, and and I think the movie as a whole, um, you know, I I I to a certain degree, three miles, it for for those of us that are really excited about the movie, the first ten minutes are going to feel that way to us um, because of expectations. But you got to give them a chance to set the storyline. You know, you gotta, you gotta do the lead in. You gotta introduce the characters. You gotta, you know, it's gotta happen. Um, and I actually, obviously, that was the beginning was actually my favorite part. Yes, because <laughs> I like watching how they set the storyline and all the nuance of it and the sub arcs. And you know, you meet all these interesting characters at the beginning. You know, so for me, I enjoyed the first ten to twenty minutes of it. I thought it was yes. Really
0: I I freaking enjoyed the fact that they um they showcased the dragonborn, the crocra and I I forget what the snake people are called. I do apologize, but what was super cool is that they used animatronics for them. It looks so good and I'm so happy they went with that. I it mean, it's so much more like ah uh, so so much more endearing and and a lot less like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because there's like a lot of CGI and, you know, explosions and stuff like that. So it's cool to see old theater, like animatronics still, you know. Well, I think it helps.
1: I think it helps with the story and I think it helps, you know, with the actors. Um, I think, you know, it also, yeah, practical effects are always my favorite. I mean, I don't know if anyone out there has seen Mad Max Fury Road, but like 95% of that movie was all live action stunts. Um, the only CGI in that movie was the storm. Other Thank than you, that, so. it was, you know, yeah. Yon T. <laughs> I <Yeah>. T. <want> <laughs> it was so
0: cool. <laughs> and like, they packed like a, so many different races in just a short amount of time. And it, and I was just like, Oh my God, that's that. That's that. Ah! <laughs> it was so cool.
1: Potatoes. Yeah. And
0: then, and the place that they were at, was that Neverwinter
1: hmm
0: So actually got that. And I never even played there.
1: <laughs> and, I'm and, well, <laughs> and and I think that was where my real love for this movie came from. Is that it takes place in one of my favorite realms, you know, in the realm of Forgotten Realms. I just um, no, I hate to I hate to break it to you, Mal. If you go and watch the documentary with the production team. Um, all of the the only CGI, like the heavy CGI, was the big storm. Um, uh, so if you go back and look at that documentary, it'll blow your mind. I thought it was mostly CGI myself until I saw that documentary, and I was shocked uh, that it was mostly stunts and live action. No, no, nope, sorry, <laughs> don't
0: care. Shots fired. Oh, get don't back care. to the movie, guys. <laughs>
1: Disadvantage all day Sunday. <laughs> Documentaries, publicity, not reality. <laughs> Disadvantage yeah. all day Sunday, just for that.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> what did you think about the movie? Like, in terms of like, do you think they use the rule of cool for some of the scenes? Oh, absolutely,
1: think? absolutely, and I and I think it's appropriate to do that. Um, obviously, the uh, when they dropped. Um, <laughs> new level of unlocked. <laughs> Where's Brian? <laughs> That's only because Val's in my game, and we get to tease each other all the time. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be banished for sure. <laughs> Especially since Torch is like a master note keeper. Um, I think number one, we talked about it in the trailers with the owl bear, like the druid turning into an owlbear. bear. Um, I think with the overutilization of wild shape you know, um, was fine. Yeah, um, I
0: feel like they spammed it a lot, but they were trying to, like, showcase what the druid can do.
1: Yeah, and, and I was okay with that because, once again, the rule of cool made sense to the story and mm-hmm. made sense, you know, even when, even in a wild shape, showing how it's not like a get out of jail free card. It still has risks and it has dangers, and I like the way that they did that. Um, yeah. I think I, I think the bard character struggled a bit when it came to how they fit into the rule of cool. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the wand was kind of cool. Um, definitely a bit of rule of cool. But I think when you're... The difference between playing a game and telling a story through a movie, I mean, you know, it's all it's all relative to how you tell the story. Right. Um, you know, and I think using the rule of cool for a lot of what they did was very... was solid because then you have you know, the, the Speak with Dead piece, and I thought I we never laughed as hard at, as, as, I mean, we laughed just so hard during the Speak with Dead scene. We thought that that was amazing. That was pretty that. funny. You know, because we know that happens. I've seen it happen in my games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh, when they went into the Underdark um, mm. And they got to see the intel, intellect devour, devourer. Intellect devourer. Devourer. Devourers.
1: Devourer. Ro- 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 ro-
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we got to see a very pudgy dragon, which I thought was super cute. Chalk and- the
1: dragon, yeah. I
0: <laughs> which I-, I found out is an actual lore character named Thumbershr- Thumbershoud.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Tum- Tumbershoud, chat. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I torch when when that dragon, like watching that dragon like move, I was <laughs> so just rolling. Cute. It was so hysterical. Uh, yeah, I mean, and once again, it lends to the fact that they were building an entertaining movie. It was like. They weren't going to make it for the, you know, the Ed Greenwoods of the world, you know, where it's got to be exactly precise or, you know, for, uh, you know, Professor DM who's like, oh, I can't believe they did that, this or whatever, you know. And I was like, you know what, not really interested in, you know, perfection, you know, they they were they were shooting for entertainment and it, it you know. I was surprised he liked it because his tweet sounded a bit ranty. So I was, um, he's one of the original creators of, uh, forgotten realms. So, oh. uh, yeah, he wrote a ton of stuff. Uh, I think he's, if I recall, very notable around the spellfire series, which was one of my favorite, uh, series growing up as a kid, reading that one, um, post cool. teenage years. If you want to call me a kid, I guess I'm 50. So I get to say that. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, there there were a couple social media people I was like, "Just have fun." I was like, "What are you worried about? You know, it was yeah. a fun movie. It was entertaining. Got your money's worth. You know, it's going to be great when it comes out on VOD and, you know, get some watch parties going. It'll be it'll, you know, it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, he critique when you critique a movie that is overly you know, leverage against a very popular game. Really? I think it's a little bit tough. Yeah, he did all the, yeah, he did the Red Wizards of Thay lore so for the most part.
0: Are, are the Red Wizards a part of the Underdark? Or, um, where did they come from? So they come from a region
1: of Forgotten Realms called the Anarok Desert. Um, and, basically, the Anarok Desert came into existence because the Red Wizards of Thay screwed around with some magic that they shouldn't have messed around with. And therefore, mm-hmm laid waste to their land and subjugated their people. Um, It was a, you know, it was a great playground of arcane lore for those that wanted to go play in that playground part of Forgotten Realms. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say this much, I think because they, um, yeah, yeah, um, because they spent a good deal of time in the Red Wizards of Thay lore and the Sword Coast and, they even mentioned Baldur's Gate. and They mentioned Neverwinter yeah. Nights and, and Waterdeep. And Waterdeep. Um, I think we might finally be getting a uh, a reboot of Forgotten Realms, and I'm really hopeful. Um, yeah, they're like they're it, you know if you're in the Northwest, they're furthest east of the Northwest, mm. right there. They're this massive desert out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Forgotten Realms is a huge continent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is there's a lot that you can do with it. Um, Yeah, Easterlings. Uh, uh, But yeah, I mean, Forgotten Realms itself is a big continent. It was really fun to watch all that lore on screen. It was really fun. Yeah. It was fun. I thought
0: that was really interesting, especially since I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not an expert in D&D. So like, it was cool to like, watch the movie and then do research after and be like, oh, that's what that is. And then like, I even, I, I didn't even know what the setting was like. Where this took place, and I was like, "What's fairune And then I pulled up the map last night. I was like, "Holy crap! This this map is huge."
1: <laughs> yeah, Torch. That's a that's a great call out, Torch. Um, I didn't realize that until after the fact. Um, when you have a a, a true geek involved in the movie, it, it felt very it felt very resonant. Ooh. Yes, there's supposedly there's a T. Um, it it. You know, I'm really excited about what this movie has kicked off. Um, Not only does it revisit a lot of lore that I think is really fun and pulls a lot of different generations together at the same Mm -hmm. time. Cher, you being of a younger generation, me being of an older generation, I know all the lore quite well, not perfectly well, but you were so excited to learn so much that it did exactly what they wanted the movie to do, which was to go and have you go and do all the research and suddenly, there's this whole other world you didn't know about, and and now you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, that was cool. The fact that they included the Harpers and a oh, lot of references, so cool.
0: yeah,
1: that was pretty. That was neat.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. So, like, do you think as a result of this movie, do you think there's going to be new D D players?
1: Oh, absolutely. They, yeah? they, they, this movie did exactly what both. Uh, a corporate environment would like to happen. It's now back up to Watsi to screw it up once again. It's like, look, Watsi, you, you did pretty good with this, you know, you you pulled it off. Everyone enjoyed it. It really spurred a lot of interest in an older world with newer generational players. Um, And I think it will create a lot of creativity and a lot of opportunity for folks to go, come on, let's, play a game that was really cool let's let's see if we like this you know and they may not like it you know they may only like to watch it you know they may not like playing it who knows oh the remembered realms (laughs) (laughs) yeah for those that don't know forgotten realms is like one continent of Tyrell Tyrell's this huge world with all these other continents on it but it seemed like Forgotten Realms was so popular; it was the only one that really ever got played on. Yeah, yeah that was definitely that was really smart. cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, and I and I think you're right. I love the way that they introduced the idea of something as simple as attunement as a mechanic became a center focus, you know, of resolving a major problem. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. That's a good point.
0: Well, and then you know what's interesting, too, about that uh, sorcerer character, Simon. He is actually a descendant of Elminster Omar. He's a Forgotten uh, Realms wizard. Can you dive in more into that? Is he, like, a very big
1: Yeah, so I've used Elminster in some of my previous campaigns. Um, He is the wizard, right? When you think of the most powerful wizard ever, um, there's really two lore long running lore characters that i think of um, from from my days uh there's Fizbin from the dragonlance books um i guess um Ra- would be another one and then elminster
0: that's dragonlance um, right
1: yeah that the first two are dragonlance elminster um is like the quintessential powerful wizard um uh, i was going to say morinthain uh, in Two. Yeah, El Minster's more my generation. I think Mordecai got a much more uh, proverbial good reboot over the, the, re, the retelling of his lore. Um, yeah, the Paladin jokes were pretty funny. It remind, and then once again, that was kind of a Marvel homage. Uh, the Paladin felt very much like uh, an homage to Drax. You know, you take everything very literally, which I thought was kind of cool the way they did that. But they did it tastefully. They didn't do it like overtly. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, actually, there was a spell uh, reference uh, from Mornakinen on the seal for the door.
1: Yep. They do. So, go ahead.
0: Is, so wait, no. So is like, this is like a question for me for D and D lore. I'm I'm so excited. No, I, I um, love that you're excited about it. Yeah. Um, I also hope that they show Waterdeep in like the future because I've I've always wanted to go, but um. So Elminster is a very famous wizard. Is he, like, comparable to Mordekainen? Or is, like... Because I know, from what I understand, Mordekainen is in one of the Nine Hells, and he's doing research. Right?
1: So I think think Elminster, at the beginning of the... um, uh, Elminster at the beginning of the Forgotten Realms lore um, was very much a designed to be a traditional powerful wizard that was helping people guide, get guided through the world and solving problems and being a part of all the lore of Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. Where I think Mordecai becomes more popular is that Mordecai actually interacts with the world on a regular basis. Um, travels to Avernus and travels to the Nine Hells and you know, um, oh. yeah, like Elminster was kind of not the trip, typical tropey bad wizard. He was the good wizard. You know, That's he, so cool. He, he was Gandalf with real wizard powers or, you know. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like for me, you know, Elminster was my Gandalf. Like as an actual wizard, Gandalf is pretty disappointing. He doesn't cast a lot really? of spells. I mean, he's constantly complaining about how the world's coming to an end. Uh, but yet he doesn't really cast a spell to save the world. He just you know goads these little tiny halflings along to like here you want't you go do all the work. I'll just stand here and complain. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was more of a fighter wizard. yeah, yeah, Mordecai is very much Saruman in d and d Really? Good. yeah oh, that's, that's a good so point. Cool. That's a union job. How dare you?
0: <laughs> I love that the chat is jumping in. You guys are so helpful. This is great. <laughs> uh, and then like another thing too, to point out in, in the movie is that the 80s cartoon characters were also in there.
1: Yeah. Watch
0: the cartoon.
1: Uh, I grew up in on chat,
0: it. YouTube
1: <laughs> Yeah. I grew up on it. I love that cartoon. I thought it was great. Um, what I yeah. used to do because my mom would take me on real long road trips Mm -hmm. Is on Saturday morning when I watched the the D&D cartoon, I'd record it on my uh, cassette player. Um, And that way when I was on the road, uh, it was, yeah, there were other Easter eggs too. Really? Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm excited. No, no, it's fine. Um, uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, and I thought they did it really tastefully. Like in the maze part of the movie. You know, the, the obviousness of the cartoon, uh, the homage to the cartoon was the group. the only thing I wish they would have included just because I'm being a little kind of nostalgic here is the the little unicorn. Uh, I thought you were gonna say that. One of my favorite aspects of that group was always the fact that they were always empathetic to the magical pet that kind of, you know, ran around with them and stuff. So to your earlier point, bear this you know this could foster a new animated series as way yeah you uni 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 the unicorn one of my faves that the fact the barbarian was like a toddler (laughs) but they had to make him an adult in the movie so that was kind of funny
0: (laughs) that's right he had like muscles and everything yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah. They made him very adult but in the cartoon it's just a kid (laughs) just like a little 8 year old kid with a club (laughs) but um three miles help me out here the other group that was in the maze because there were three groups there was our group the cartoon group i believe the other group was the one from the book series i'm not entirely sure but i think they were really yeah i think so i think so uh (laughs) 12 pages of rant i think he's definitely going to enjoy saying i told you so about the marvel references and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because they were tastefully done. Um and, and and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, the cover art group. Thank you. That was the other group that was in it. Um really? Yeah. So the other group that was in the maze was the cover art group. <laughs> saving up for a three hour special. You might be right, because we haven't heard from him for a couple days, so he's been busy.
0: He's saving his energy. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's saving it. he's drinking a lot of Canadian whiskey to get ready for his rant. <sighs>
0: Oh, that's so cool! I love that they did that. Like they really did pay a big homage to D anD. d I oh, yeah. think, in in the best way that they could.
1: Well, and your notes about the monsters really floored me. They did such a good job with the monsters. They really did it. it and and a lot of what's a lot of what's in this movie. When we circle back to my opinion on the two thousand movie, it'll begin to make sense. Um, yeah, cover art for the Sword Course Adventures guide. So, in the D and D Beyond, it's it's the cover art for that for that um, for that uh, contract. Really? Look. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. yeah, that's true. Yeah, they. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the Owlbear was done well. Uh, the Displacer Beast, the Gelatinous Cube, the Mimic. Um, you know, I, I would say I enjoyed Chunk. Um, but I didn't get enough dragon. I just I'm a huge fan of dragons, and I just like lots of dragons. It's one of the reasons why I enjoy watching the Vox Machina animated series because it's all about dragons. You know the whole, you know the from a conclave. Yeah, you know it's all about dragons. I love dragons; they're a lot of fun. Um, but I would say the. The little intellect devourers in the Underdark were hysterical.
0: Yeah. Oh. It
1: was hysterical. It really was pretty funny. I enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. And, chat. what was your favorite scene, by the way? I'd love to hear it.
1: <laughs> the black dragon in the lore story was pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you've seen it, let us know what your favorite uh, scene was, because there, there's a lot of good ones in there.
0: Yeah. In fact, um, when I was speaking with Epic Jim, he he was saying that he was a little bit disappointed there wasn't a beholder.
1: <laughs> um, you know, in two thousand they kind of killed that hope, and I'll you know really? I'll talk about it. oh yeah, they tried that in the two thousand movie. It was just awful. It was so bad. Um, it was just yeah. Oh my god, the conjure illusion that was so funny when the illusion spell started failing. It was absolutely hysterical. You know what I also like too
0: about Simon is that he used wild magic.
1: He did. That was was so cool. cool. Yeah.
0: Like, and and the the way that they utilized it too was so interesting.
1: And I think, um, uh, I think one of the things I didn't get enough of is I would have enjoyed the paladin being with the group the whole time. Like, I think, yeah, I think, I think that would have been fun. I think that would have been interesting and they could have played off each other. Yeah. The whole movie was I good. <laughs> I And I'm shocked that it was good. Yeah. The heists were. So Mal, you bring up a good part that I thought that they did very well with the, the overall content in the movie. They really helped people understand the idea. He um, totally was. Yeah, he totally was an NPC. Um, they really help you understand the importance of sub arcs and little side quests. And they go on a couple side quests as part of their journey, you know, to get to the end of their story. Um, And I think it did a really, I know (laughs) that was great. And there he goes right over the rock, Um, you know, and I, and I think, I think this movie will hopefully help uh, solve or be the beginning of solving our DM problem. Um, You know, we don't have a lot of DMS out there and, (sighs) I think this movie does a great ja- job of reminding you, you don't have to follow the rules, you know, yeah, the rule of cool is still very present in this movie and the aspect of the, of the quest, the journey and all the different adventures they go on. And, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the kind of like double crossing and the, you know, the backstories that play out and, you know, it, it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. And I think it's very helpful for folks that are looking to become DMS, you know, and, and build their own groups and bring their own groups together for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's absolutely is not traditional. That's what I love about this. It is not that kind of traditional, obvious good guy, obvious bad guy, obvious winners, obvious losers. The journey itself is fun. Yeah. The hero's journey which almost 99% of all movies are based on, which is the hero's journey, um, you know, is done very well here. It's done very differently. Um, And I like how they bring up a lot of, you know, questioning of authority and questioning Mm -hmm. of tradition and questioning of this and questioning of that. Uh, Yeah. Not that kind of bar, you know, (laughs) I mean, the number of games I play and how often does one of my druids or clerics go, I'm not that kind of cleric. or You know, like, I have a cleric in one of my groups that's like, they have a negative two on religion. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're always telling telling the other players I'm not that kind of cleric.
0: (laughs) And that's what I liked about the sorcerer too is that, like, he wasn't, like, a hot shot either, Hmm. which I thought was really cool that they played him in that way. And also, like, during the movie I kept on like thinking like, oh, this is a Nat 20. Oh, this is a natural one that they did.
1: <laughs> thinking yeah. the mechanics as you watch a movie. Yeah. You might have a problem. <laughs> you should seek help.
0: I know. <laughs> it's like in the underdark D&D. scene with the paladin, Nat 20. I totally think that was.
1: Oh my god. And there um there's a great scene when you get introduced to the paladin for the first time. Um when, when, You know, they pull someone out of a fish and make that joke. I thought that joke was great. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> and And I liked how they tied the res- Red Wizards of Thay into the backstory of the Paladin. I thought that was a great way of, oh. once again, using the, the, the NPC as a way to drive the story towards the
0: group. And I love how everybody has, like, a tragic backstory, too. Yeah, that's how most of the characters are created in D and D too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and and let's face it, one little spoiler I I'll, uh, I'll put out there. When I saw Bradley Cooper as a halfling, I just couldn't yes. stop laughing. I thought that was great. I just thought that, and he liked them big woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I saw him, I was like, "Wait, is that Bradley Cooper?" <laughs>
1: And I do, I, I do find it interesting that um, they did a lot of gnomes as back. Yeah, they did too. a lot of gnomes in in the movie. I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of the way it works, you know. It, it just, I mean, I've had players write very kind of vanilla backstories of no tragedy. Mm. You know, I, I had a half orc player, um, you know, write a backstory of you know my parents loved me and you know this and we had a great time and uh, i just wanted to go out and see the world and that was his backstory <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know right it was like oh my god it actually took me a couple moments Callista goes that's bradley cooper and i'm like Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> and you know if you're in a dnd movie you're you play Right. Yeah, I mean, was- Bradley Cooper's not going to be in a, you know, I'm sure he's got a contract with Paramount, but, mm-hmm. you know, if he's in that movie, you know, he plays d and I think that's cool.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he was about the size of Rocket the Raccoon, you know, so <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> you know, once again, a
1: tasteful homage to the Marvel concept, you know, I think I'm OK with that. Um, yeah. You know, and and I know Brian's gonna be like, "See, I told you, it was just another Marvel movie." <laughs> All of you young people should just. Give up.
0: <laughs> so, you have a favorite character? Um.
1: Yeah, I I think Olga Olga was my my favorite character. I liked her. Yeah, um, it I liked reminded, it too. You know, remind me of how fun it is to play a fighter. Uh. Just because you're a fighter doesn't make you an idiot. Um, she you know, had a woman's Well, yeah, but that's because, you know, and she and, and the potato was a great improvised weapon. I thought that was amazing. You know, great homage to improvised weapon, you know. So I think she was my, uh, you know, I think she was my favorite. Yeah, dumb stat. <laughs> So she did turn into a Yeah, <laughs> That was a great line.
0: She that was, was so validated. <laughs> 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 Try it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, awesome. and, and and they
0: made
1: yeah, they uh, I, I know, and and they made her a very kind of like heroic character, and I like that. I like the fact they did that.
0: Honestly, yeah. when she was in the armory she like took all of the weapons and armor that she like encountered and just put it on top of her. Let, that That is so D and D mechanic. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to grab that hammer off the wall. Oh, grab that shield. Like, or when the ax
1: falls in the, in the furnace and she's like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know? And she I honestly
0: it. thought that part <laughs> was when she was going to say, I would like to rage.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was yeah, waiting it did. for it. Yeah. It well, did feel a little bit
1: like that. It did. Um, I I know there's a lot of social media context around the way the the cast was picked mm-hmm. um, and the way the, the, the writing was picked, you know, kind of written around the cast. Um, I like the fact that they left the ageism and they left the generational gap out of the narrative. I mm-hmm. love the fact they did that, you know, because it reminds us that D&D is an inclusive game and there's no reason... To, to even worry about that, you know? So if you look at Hugh Grant and Christopher Pine and Rodriguez compared to the, the actor and actress who played the two younger um, characters, I mm. like the fact they kept it out of the narrative. I thought that was great.
0: Well, and then also, like, Edgen's daughter, like, isn't she kind of like a rogue?
1: Yeah. With her the, necklace? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I would consider her kind of like a rogue. Oh, Very oh all
0: inclusive, just like how I, I, D&D should be.
1: I finally <laughs> understand. Yeah, the boil with oil. <laughs> but once again, you know, persuasion before you get your head chopped off.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, she was awesome.
1: Chad, who like was the spell your favorite effects, character? Do the spell effects like match your expectations?
0: Ooh. They had Big B's hand in there. The the red hand. Oh, so cool. And then, sorry, I'm getting, like, really excited. But um, Misty Step was in there. Uh, There was also um, uh, Speak With Dead. There was Magic Missile. That was super cool. Um, Sorry, I'm getting, like, super excited.
1: (laughs) I love the staff. I thought the staff was a lot of fun.
0: You should definitely go see it, Flan. It's really fun.
1: Yeah, it's fun that I think it was called the hither dither or dither hither yes. staff or the whatever I thought that staff. was great yeah yeah and the <laughs> reference to fresh cut grass a couple times throughout the movie
0: <laughs> speak with dead yes yeah oh Fun.
1: yeah that was fun hither
0: Dither. oh yeah hither dither okay thank you oh, and could. then I also like the fact that they uh included concentration on spells too mm. Because like yeah. when the Red Wizard was um, doing concentration on one of the dragons that she animated, and she got knocked by like one of the other other characters.
1: Right. Right.
0: Oh, okay, I'm half deaf too, so that I totally understand that.
1: I was kind of hoping the weapon would have done some.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I think you bring up a good uh,
1: point. Um, uh, As uh, you
0: should. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, Mal, I'm not surprised she was your favorite. <laughs> the loot was but the loot felt like an improvised weapon. I'm not sure if it really was a true weapon. <laughs> <Yeah. He laughs> Although using it really as a weapon was well, yeah, I mean, I think they were afraid of maybe making the bard a little too centric to the story. Too bardy. Yeah, so I think they I think they felt that maybe the bard was gonna be way too dagger blade. Yeah, the dagger blade was pretty cool.
0: The dagger blade from like, is it the green one? I think the so. green blade,
1: green uh, green flame blade. Or I thought that was what they did was green flame blade, but I could be wrong.
0: I know there's a name for that though. Oh, see, I didn't do my homework. The paladin, yeah. Well,
1: and, and the battle between the pally and the you know the 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 they uh the, they called them what theadins uh, you know the. Battle between the Paladin and the Theoden was lots of fun.
0: That was um, so cool.
1: Yeah, that was fun to watch oh, that play out.
0: His sword was super cool. I wonder if they have that on D and D Beyond or something. Oh. I think they,
1: I think they have the staff and a couple of the other items in the content. Um, I just haven't had a chance to look at them. Heck but yeah, I'm definitely love- going to use that staff. I think that staff is a great, uh, a great substitution for. Um, uh Oh, what's that spell that bards always use? Um, Dimension Door. Um, I think that's that, that staff is a great substitution for Dimension Door. Oh. Yeah, the horn and the staff.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I love how thorough they were with the movie. That's so awesome. And honestly, I hope this does open up for like a cinematic universe for D&D. Because it, it is brimming with potential.
1: Well, and I think it would make for a good anthology series. You know, if you, yeah. um, you know, if you ever watch um, that anthology series, I love, Ro- uh, love death robots. Um, um, you know, they could do something like that, right? They could put together a series where every every episode is just this 45 minute presentation of a group's journey through a story but they all kind of are interlinked in the overall telling of the story and, you know, and, you know, how that all plays plays into it. You know, I think I think this movie may revitalize how people may approach the idea of some DD and um, uh, movie content and show content. And I think we have two very I wish we had more. Um, maybe we do, but. We have two very inspirational people in the entertainment industry, Joe um, and uh, Henry Cavill. You know, they both love fantasy and D and D and Witcher, Ooh. and you know, and all that. So you never know.
0: Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really, really awesome with with the D and D content now. Ooh. As long as Watsy doesn't screw it up, like I said, it's theirs to screw up. You know, if they if they just realize that they should be happy with the success and just let it continue mm-hmm. and just be hands off. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I would, well, Yeah. I'd be surprised if they did. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people thought it was just going to be, eh, you know, and weren't sure what to do.
0: So comparing to what you saw for the first trailer from like last year, when we first reviewed the movie from mm-hmm. August, uh, has your perspective on the movie changed and are you hopeful for the future of, uh, um, I was
1: very hopeful for the movie and, and they delivered um, and because they delivered I would say yes I'm very hopeful um, uh, that this is going to be the start of something that's going to deliver a lot more uh, entertainment content around d I think it's I, I, I think it will definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I think they really kicked down the door on this one like I I had healthy like expectations for it but after seeing the movie it it made me really excited. And then yeah. especially since like it propelled me to look into D&D lore even more because I was curious of what I saw in the movie. So I hope that they keep on doing that because then like for players and you know newbies alike this will be a treat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I do want to take a moment to compare it to the first D and D movie back in 2000. Yes. Um, that movie came out during a time when there were a lot of identity crisis. There were a lot of, you know, TSR was going out of business. Watsi had bought, you know, had bought the license and we're taking everything over. Um, there was a, you know, the OGL was coming into existence for the very first time in the year 2000. Um, oh. So there are a lot of interesting things going on. Um, I think that the D and D space wasn't quite mature enough yet to be for a movie to be done. Mm-hmm. And this felt like a studio that had money to spend and they really didn't care what happened to it. They just were going to spend the money and it was just going to come out. Uh, hey, Cesare. Hello. New studio, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cesare is the one who designed the studio. Um, and we'll be out here Saturday to do the last of the production work. Um, so I would still advise everyone who hasn't seen it to go and see it. Um, I would be very interested in hearing back from people about their opinion of it. Because I think it's important to understand. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I not only that I think they falsely believed the movie was its own marketing campaign, and right. therefore they put all their eggs in one basket, and they really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, it, it really was, and it was done poorly. And to remind the community, you know the the creative community bailed them out with the OGL license, and mm-hmm. we know how that went, you know, this year. So. Once again, I mean, I would go see it just so you have the experience of comparing it to how it's done right versus how it was done poorly. Yeah. Um, and throwing a lot of money at something is not going to instantly bring you success. You right. Know? Just because you put Jeremy Irons in a DD movie doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to be a great movie, you know. And they had a great cast, it was just mm-hmm. really shitty writing, it uh, wasn't ready for special effects primetime. And they were terrified of calling anything DD. It felt like a, a movie that wasn't even about d It was very um, half-hearted, would you say? Yeah. And the... Uh, yeah, one of the Waynes was in it. Oh, <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Um, of course, they killed him within, like, the first 20 or 30 minutes of the, of the film, which <laughs> I thought was horrible. Um, uh, it was... It, it's an... Ex- I think if you ever want to just see a poorly...
0: Wow, yeah, Mazes and lot. Monsters
1: definitely was a better movie, <laughs> and that was an anti-D&D movie. Um, wow. You know? Yeah, it was a horrible movie, but it's campy. Um, what turned me off of the movie was just how horribly they did the beholder. I was like, okay, if you're doing a, a, a rework of, a, some, of, of your production and you see that beholder up there, there's no what? Yeah, there were a lot really? of direct. Oh yeah, if you go to Google and you I Google, got to do. yeah, all the D and D movies that were released, um, you'd be surprised at how many there are that just never went to the movie theaters. They just went right to, you know, they went right to uh, DVD. Dare I say, VHS? No, I won't say that. Uh... <laughs> on, what's VHS, old man?
0: Well, no, I was trying to think of a a clever way to say, like, uh, double damage for DVD movies. (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to be clever. It didn't work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Mario Brothers movie comes out this weekend. That's going to be interesting.
0: Wait, the live action?
1: I believe so, yeah. Wait. I believe so, it's this weekend, isn't it? My kids were asking me to take them, so I assumed it was coming out this weekend.
0: Wait, the live action or the animated one?
1: I don't know, to be honest with you.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been uh,
1: I know, they long. said, hey dad, let's go see the Mario Brothers movie. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what is that? Well, I know what it is, but I didn't know, you know what genre the movie was taking place yeah the commercials really are everywhere right now for it
0: i don't watch tv i only watch netflix <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah what's a commercial yeah right <laughs> i just
0: i just push skip ad
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just pay the 12 bucks and avoid all the ads <laughs> that's how much i hate ads
0: well it looks like we have run up an hour why do we do that? We
1: do that every Oh my week. gosh.
0: Time flies when you're having fun.
1: <laughs> and uh we'll have Brian back next week.
0: Rant cam edition. <laughs> yep.
1: We'll get his review. And me and Bear will quietly sit here and make fun of him for an hour as he rants and, you know, pontificates. Chat will join in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. You want to do rollies? Heck yeah. I've got that. Chat, join on the fun. I got dice.
1: I have to roll my table, a brand new table that Chesray built. If he hasn't lost his voice, I know, right? <laughs> Yelling at the screen in the theater. Hey, Ed, did that wrong.
0: Why <sighs> am I rolling so low? What'd you get? I got a four.
1: I got a seven. What? Yeah. Oh, we both rolled under four. I, well, we both rolled under ten.
0: Alright, Joe, you got to go. You got to roll out.
1: <laughs> so, as a reminder, movies are meant to be entertaining. If you think a movie is going to solve the moral problems of this world, you're watching the wrong movies. Considering how much it costs to be entertained, go see it, have fun with it. D&D is meant to be fun and it's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to be of time that you spend with people and have a good time. Do it in a the movie theater and enjoy it. it. It's lots of fun. It's well done. It's well told. There are nuances and gaps, but not worth even really mentioning because it doesn't really do much to the indifference of the idea of the movie. So go see it. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it. And then talk to your friends about it. And maybe, you know what? Get a game together. Playing DD is a lot of fun. You should try it. Yeah. Where can we find you, Barry?
0: Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll go out to check out that movie. It's a whole lot of fun. You can catch me over here at BarryBot on Instagram and anything else in the interwebs named BarryBot. And uh, also check us out. We'll check me out. Well, actually, both of us, Jason and I, on Sundays for the Greenlands campaign, which will be in its finale. I will get to say goodbye to my arch druid uh, level 20. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be <laughs> a, a bag of mixed feelings, but um, <laughs> what a wild ride.
1: <laughs> it is. And you can find me over at the TTRPG Academy Twitches. Um, there you can find my LinkedIn social and uh, or my tree link, uh, my link tree social. And you can find all my YouTubes, discords and everywhere else you want to find me um and yep to barry's point the finale of the Grainlands lands will be this sunday um it's going to be very interesting see how much i'm gonna cry um but you know it'll be fun it'll
0: not and tears everywhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right everyone you know tpk tell a story play a game and be kind and be kind good night everybody. good night
0: everyone Tee <tries> tee <tries> tee tee